Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, card collectors of all ages, now it's time for Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards. Here's your host, We have succeeded where others have failed. I got to tell you, this Block Talk Radio is one for Cocta program to run a show. And I'm a little running a little late. I'm launching the chat room now. I hope that all is well out there in hockey card land. Ugh. I have no idea what time it is. I've been blacked out. So uh, I apologize for the late start, but we have begun nonetheless. Chat room is now open. The throng of people that have been waiting. I hope that Russ Cohen uh, will be joining us. Russ Cohen will be our guest, hopefully, uh, in the, the, uh, the near future. Now, I wonder if the link is different for this. I'm going to check. I'm going to do, do some multitasking here. Please bear with me as I try to figure out what the heck is going on. Let's see. Baba Booey, Baba Shmooey, Da 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 Dewey. Wow. Oh, okay. Yes. I think it may be a different link. So I'm going to post the link in the Facebook group for you people that are. Oh, and well, now I'm actually hearing myself live, which I definitely don't want to hear because. There'll be some uh, talk back that I will not be able to keep up with. So there we go. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards. Uh, We are going to uh, try to, like I said, succeed where others have failed. Uh, Going to try to get uh, the new link uh, posted and... uh, See, this is when, you know, I'm used to having a uh, co-host, so I'm flying solo, and I don't want you to think that this is a, uh, uh, a indication of how badly run this show is, because uh, it really, actually, it is kind of an indication, <laughs> but uh, we, uh, we, have, we have succeeded where others have failed. Okay. So hopefully uh, Russ will call in soon and bail me out of this monstrosity of a show. Lots of things have been going on in the uh, hockey world. Uh, a lot of teams are off to a, uh, a good start. Uh, the New York Rangers not being one of them. Some surprises. The Caval- uh, Colorado Avalanche are 4-1. and one. Um, So... Um, we uh, we certainly uh, surprised by that. The Vegas Golden Knights, also another team that has done very well. Um, so uh, you, you got some surprises. The Red Wings, after a, a bad season last year, not making the playoffs, they are also four and one. So some surprises there. You've got uh, as far as the players going. Alex Ovechkin is on a goal te- uh, goal tear, uh, a goal scoring tear. Um, so we uh, shall see if that continues for Ovi, as Ovi's got nine goals on the season. And uh, James Neal of the uh, previously mentioned Golden Knights, six goals. I think that's surprising. Um, so we shall talk about it. And last year, one of the young gun rookies, Sonny Milano, four goals. Much heralded. We'll find out if he's the real deal. Maybe I'll ask Russ about that when he gets here. This should be interesting because, because of me having to reschedule this show on the fly and go live. I don't believe the chat room will be as loaded as it usually is. And a lot of times I get my thoughts and my ideas and my riffs from uh, the chat room. But uh, 
Let's see if I can get that going before I get to Russ. I think Russ is on the line, which is always good, uh, especially as I maneuver this backwards Atari-like chat room. Oh, there we go. We got some people in. J-Bam is in here. Cutter is in here. All right, let's go. Go, Leafs, go. Go, Avs, go. I know, Jeremy, I can't believe you're Avalanche. Okay, let's get to Russ, and hopefully Russ can bail me out. Russ Cohen, one of the greatest people I know in the sports of hockey, and I got to tell you, he's, I like the cut of his jib. I like the fact he has no cavities, and he disdains pumpkin spice everything. So without further ado, Russ Cohen. Russ, how are you? Good, Eddie. How are you, man? I am rocking in the free world after a little technical difficulties, but that's the way it works. Yeah, it happens uh, sometimes. It happens sometimes. Now, uh, let's get – I want to get the background from you, Russ. When did you start collecting – well, we all know you're an author. Just reel off some of the books because I I frankly didn't take the time to look it up. But I know you've written several books. Uh, Yeah, 100 Ranger Greats. There's one, um, 100 Things Ranger Fans Should Know or Do – before they die, uh, flyers, images of sports. Uh, have a couple of baseball because we are going through baseball playoffs. Baseball's best rookies. There's a book called Numbers Don't Lie Mets. I actually have a book coming out in about three weeks that'll be called uh, Pioneers of Baseball, which goes back to like the 1890s. It's from the Albert Spaulding collection. It's like a photo book, a nice hardcover. Wow. So uh, you know, that's that's my book stuff. And as far as collecting. Really goes way back. I mean, I, I I've been collecting since I was a little kid, and I just always had an interest. I I always was a sports guy, and so baseball was definitely the first foray into it. And then I would say by the time I was maybe like ten, nine or ten is when I got into hockey, and so it was you know about three about three years after baseball, and that's because my grandparents didn't know hockey, and you know so I had to sort of learned the sport and then I really got into it and then you know I started collecting now I missed out on some of the good stuff like you know in the Gretzky years and stuff because I you know I was like in high school and then in college and then you know so I was spending money on other stuff but I, I, I caught up and made up for it See, like you you know growing up in the states we were not uh, privy to Opeachy or Opeachy no. depending on how you want to pronounce it so we got heavily, you know, inundated with top stuff, and most of the top yeah. stuff is, isn't as valued as uh, right. the OPG stuff that was released at that time. As a matter of fact, a lot of the really good sets, like the, the Gretzky one uh, that you mentioned, were like double printed or triple printed. There was yeah. just so much out out there, and they didn't even release like they had East Coast and West Coast teams. I, I mean, they had like, different sets. It was really weird yeah. how they. Uh, that they they made it uh, uh, with with the tops back then. And, but you were telling me that you got involved uh, with this tops vault. What's what was that all about? Because that intrigued me. Yeah, tops vault was um, something that they had online probably like five six years ago, where they were basically selling out all of their original cards. You know, the ones that they made all the copies from. And being the son of a plate maker, a printer, you know, my dad was uh, worked on Canal Street for like 30 years in the city and would print out like Beatles posters and who's who in baseball oh, wow. and all, all things like that. And so he was the guy that would, you know, make that plate. You make a mistake on that, your whole job is trash, right? So yeah, it's an important right, job. Right. And so being the son of that, I learned about the printing business. So I'm always interested in in those printing plates and things like that. So when that came about, I was like, yeah, let me see what they got. And and I did pull out a, um, a Jean Rattel card, which is nice. I had gotten the, uh, I want to say, three-color part of it, which was cool. And then I also got a um, just the front part of the, like, 80-81 team leaders for, like, the Red Wings and Rangers. For the Rangers, is Esposito for... The Red Wings, it's um, Nick, Mike Felino. Nick Mike Felino. Mike Felino. No. <laughs> I'm getting all the Felinos. Oh, Nick yeah. played last night, did really well. I know. Yeah. And then uh, also a game winning goals leader 
card, which is pretty interesting. Like the um, number one was Danny Gare, number two was Peter McNabb, and number tied for second. I was going to say three, but they, he was tied for second was Blaine Stoughton of the Whalers. So it's kind of a cool wow. card. And, well, it's a, it's a triple, right, because they cut them up. But that's right. how they made them yeah. back then was in panels. I kind of like those panel cards. I don't know. I always got yeah. into that. I, I, that was something that, that was a treat for me. And because it was, yeah, well, you know. Well, well, again, no, but this was like from the uncut sheet. So, like, the cards themselves weren't. Only one that is a panel card of the three is the is the goal, the game-winning goal leaders. Otherwise, the other two are, like, big picture, and then it just shows, you know, the player and then what what they did on, on the team and then who the team leaders are. But the other one's like that triple panel one that we all sort of grew up with and liked. Yeah, I think, and even and then because, you know, sports, I mean, how did we get uh, hockey? How did we get our info? Well, we got it either through the newspaper or we got it through the hockey yeah. news at the end of the month, which was way too yeah. late. So those cards were very informative. You know, at the end of each season, you'd find out who your goals against league are. You could sit there and, you know, you know, now you know the top three or the top, you know, couple guys in each category. I thought it was a nice feature. Now, yeah. you, were tell, you were telling me that you've actually written. Now, this, this has excited me because I know you're, you're a fair guy. You give everybody a, a, fair, a fair shot, uh, except for me. I do. Uh, but uh, with that, except you that on Facebook release. memories with Ember Lee, yeah. that's, but that's but that's how we got going there, Eddie. Like right. it's just it was one of those things where I get it. I'm the prospect guy. Uh, it's easy to wow. to say the no, prospect guy is going to be wrong, which because most times the prospect guy will be wrong, right? Because prospects well, are hard it, to figure. I mean, the percentages of picking guys. I mean, I've had your co-host on your your XM Sirius. The, pro- the, the actual percentages of guys making it is just ridiculously low. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I, for some reason, I always fall in love with the foreigner. I love the Russians. Mm-hmm. I love I, – there's some kind of mystique. I don't know if it's left, up, left over from, like, you know, the old CCCP days. I don't know what it is. It's just no, – I, I gravitate to – I think it goes back to Hedberg and, and Nielsen probably for you because – they were right. sort of like the unknown. The Rangers brought them over. Uh, before then, there were, you know, some guys that were Euros, but not a ton. And, and then these were like two high-profile Euros with a lot, of, a lot of pressure on them making – it was a – you know, the term was a multi-year contract. It was the first time I understood what a multi-year contract was because I never heard that terminology before because guys used to just like go year to year. But then that was like a multi-year thing, so I had to read about that. And so, yeah, there was there was a bit of a mystique about them. Now, while we're on that, the unknown. I want uh, while we're on that, I want to get you just. Uh, Ulf Nielsen said something to me, and I want to see if if you disagree or agree with it. He claims that him and Hedberg brought the fans back to Madison Square Garden. He thinks that they were instrumental in doing that. And now the Rangers were floundering at that point, mm-hmm. but do you think the fans really ever left, or do you think there's some credence to that? I don't think they ever fully left, but I think there was a point where attendance was down, and I do think they brought excitement back. I think there are some fans that were going to show up no matter what, right? Like I just, you know, they're right. diehards. But, but I do think they there is something to it because I, I I remember the excitement when they came over and then you saw them play and they seemed to play completely different from everybody else. Like they were just, you know, everything was different, the way they stick handled, the way they skated. And, you know, and after interviewing these guys many times for different books, you realize even the way they trained was different. You know, like guys didn't do a lot of bike training in the mountains and, and long distance bike training, but those guys did because that's what they were used to in their homeland. Right. And so that's where I think, all of that sort of came in, and I I think New York just sort of got that and gravitated to it. And so, yeah, I, I think there is something to it. Okay, that's good. I, I kind of thought so, too. I remember, they, I mean, when they came over, and I don't want to digress too much into Rangerland, but it, it, it was so exciting, and the, the rev up, and I remember Bill and Jim showing the, highlights from the WHA and we thought they were going to just, you know, run all over the league and 
didn't yeah. turn out all, all that well. I mean, you know, didn't turn out to be that, but it's still they were they were excellent Rangers, both of them. But I mean, they helped them get into the Stanley Cup, and you know, we don't have to get into why they didn't win the right. Stanley Cup. I knew they weren't. I knew they weren't going to win after a certain injury, but you know, we move on. Right. Now let's uh, let's bring it fast forward to 2017. Uh, we've had two releases so far. We've had uh, uh, MVP, Upper Deck MVP, mm-hmm. um, which is probably the lowest line of cards that they release Upper Deck. And then yep. my favorite set. I don't know how you feel about OPG, but uh, I love it because it's you get a hobby box, you're getting good cards, and you're getting something special in every pack. It's a large set. It's a collector's set. You, if you like to make sets, some people do the master set where they want to have the retros and they want to have everything. Um, let's talk about some of the rookies that are kind of like carryovers. Like yeah. we've got some guys like Clayton Keller. Uh, who are some of the guys that you would uh, would invest in as being a prospect guy that think maybe have a little bit more upside than than others? And, and discuss something you know to that effect. Yeah, well, Clayton Keller is definitely a, a biggie. I mean, he—I I think he's got superstar potential for for the Coyotes. I, I, you know, I watched him in the U.S. system, and he was fantastic. And I, anywhere I've seen this guy play, he's always one of the best guys, if not the best guy on the ice. And so when you when you see him, you'll—he's just will instantly excite you. I remember seeing him at the under 18s three years ago now, I think it is, and, and boy, he just he made some unbelievable plays. We once had Lou Lamarillo on our show, and he was talking about some of the plays in that game. Not necessarily from Keller, but it was it did have to do with one of his players, so he had to say something nice about Keller, too, but it's not that hard to. He He's one of those guys that, yeah, that's a great carryover rookie because he's he's got real star potential. You know, McAvoy, obviously – Starts the uh, the year in the playoffs. McAvoy's huge. Yeah, I mean McAvoy could win the Calder this year. The thing about the carryover rookies, and this is a good rule from the NHLPA. What they did was they had decided we're going to have you know we want to make sure they wanted to make sure that the that the hockey card market always had sort of like a good rookie flow because there was a while where it didn't happen. That's probably been ten years ago. The rookie flow has been great ever since, but there was a rule where they said, okay, you know what, and and I don't know the exact date, but let's say the date is, you know, it's going to be March 10th. Anybody who plays after March 10th, you can't make cards of them this year. You're going to have to wait till next year, and those will be the carryover guys. And so what that did was it, it sort of boosted the early season releases, right, because, you know. Right. I was going to say, yeah, usually you get a lot of guys that are like, you know, they – they played 20 games, you know, from the previous year, and they're like, you know, they're older players. They're guys from the yep. AHL and, and stuff like that. So sometimes, I think sometimes, sometimes McAvoy wasn't, right? Right. Yes. No, McAvoy certainly was not, you know. He but you're right. Sometimes there are guys from the AHL, and that's what we've sort of been trained on in the past. But now now in the cap world, if, if there's a European or or an NCAA player and they – you know, after their season's over and they sign, then, yeah, they they start playing. And it's been happening more and more. You know, we saw that with the Rangers and Chris Kreider. So McAvoy's another one of those guys that is a, a great carryover guy. Uh, I like also Denis Gurionov, the, uh, the Russian for, for Dallas. He's got tremendous speed, a lot of scoring potential. He's smart. He's physical. He's he's starting to figure it out. Jack Roslevic is a great one for Winnipeg. USA kid, very close to making it this year, but was sent down last minute. Still could come up though if they uh if they need some help, but he's a guy that can really do everything and even at times when he would play with Austin Matthews would make even Matthews better. Just really smart, really good wow. skater. Really just has to round out his game and that's all they're trying to do with him in the uh in the AHL, but really a tremendous player. Brock Besser, I mean, he just got his NHL, NHL debut the other day. I mean, he's a very fast, high-scoring type, great shot, very mature, just 
you know, nothing really shakes this kid, and, and he's, he's a complete player. It's going to take him a little while to find his spot in Vancouver, but he's another one. You know, JT Comper um, was a Buffalo pick, but but was traded in the uh, O'Reilly deal. He was one of the big guys in that deal. Oh, okay. and, and JT Comper is not going to be a huge scorer, but he's also one of those guys that plays great defense, does a penalty kill, does a lot of those things. And I think he's got three or four points already this year because Colorado's gotten out of the hopper pretty quick. But, but Comfer is a, um, a guy to watch because there's definitely some offensive upside, not to the degree of, of Besser or Roslovic or Gurianov or Keller, but, but really good. Now, Christian Fisher is an interesting one because Christian Fisher was a teammate of Keller's in the uh, NTDP. And so okay. there's a lot of familiarity there. He's a big guy with great hands and pretty good speed. He could, you know, he could pop in some goals. I mean, if they if they put those guys together, that's something. Colin White got injured, but I, I think the world of him with with Ottawa. I mean, he was a, a just a guy who scores big clutch goals, very smart player. He'll be back in a few weeks. When he's back, I think he has a broken wrist. He's he's a fun guy to watch. Josh Hosang, we know all about him with the Islanders. A lot that's of offensive very... potential. Uh, Tyson Jost, you know, last one in the set. Could be one of the best ones. Already playing with the Avalanche. Another reason why they got out of the gate quick. Very smart. I think his scoring will pick up as his career picks up. He's one of those guys that once he sort of figures it out at the level he's at, he does really well. So I think you have him. Alex Nylander's in this set, but right now he's he's a little bit stuck in the mud. It's going to take him a little longer to develop. He uh, He's kind of guy that has all the tools but has to put it all together. But, I mean, this is – Possibly the strongest carryover group I've ever seen. I mean, it really is. Yeah, it, it certainly is. I mean, there. Are, I can even tell by the, the the opening book values that came out that you know it's it's pretty pretty good, decent uh, prices on these cards. And, and let's face yeah. it, it also depends on the markets. Uh, you know, it does. It, 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 again, if you're playing for let's say Dallas or Florida or even to the Islanders to a degree. Uh, it, it is. It's hard to get that that collectability. There just aren't the diehard collectors out there that kind of can push your prices upwards. But um, I, I like what you're saying about Colorado. I think Jeremy in the chat room was a diehard uh, uh, Avs fan. He loves it, but he's claiming that it won't last with the the Avalanche being four and one. But uh, listen, well, here's um, the thing. Here's here's what I say to Jeremy. I I think that. A lot of people just sort of poo-pooed Colorado because of things that were going on because of the Duchesne situation. But I, I pretty much predicted that Duchesne would be starting the season with them, and he is. And, of course, he starts off great. So he won't be there the whole season, but they'll certainly get great value for him, so it's not going to affect the team. But right now, I mean, Miko Rantanen is one of the, the great hidden treasures in the NHL. He's already got five points again this year, and he had 20 goals, maybe the quietest 20 goals last year. I mean, he, he has a chance to be a real star, you know, perennial all-star. And so I think Rantanen sort of is flying under the radar there. I mean, clearly, for people that wanted to throw dirt on Nail Yakupov, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've defended this guy in the last three years. But, again, coaches sort of just buried him. They're not doing that with him. He's getting every opportunity to play, power play, and everything. He's got a great one-timer, maybe one of the best in the league, but you don't put that on the power play, it sort of changes him. You put him on the fourth line, and it changes him. So, you know, Colorado's got a lot to a lot to be happy about, and Varlamov seems like he, he's back to form, and, and that definitely is going to help him. Yeah, I don't think they have enough defense, and maybe their scoring will come up a little light at times, but getting out of the gate was good for them because I think – it at least showed their fans, hey, you know, there's a lot of chatter and a lot of noise, but there are guys there. There is talent. You know, Tyson Jost, like I said, I just talked about him, you know, ranted and McKinnon's still a great player. You know, Duchesne is a great player, although maybe he won't be there and you'll get something for him. There's a lot of guys. I mean, yes, you, you could definitely be mad about Will Butcher and how he went to the Devils, but, you know, at the end of the day, they do, they do have a lot of players. So they're at least – fun to watch. And I think starting the year, maybe people weren't going to say that about them. Right. I, I, listen, that's what it's all about. You just want your team to fun to watch. Uh, yeah. As Ranger fans, uh, that's not happening right now. Um, <laughs> and, 
But Miko Rantanen, it's funny that you mentioned him because he was a guy I've been collecting. Because I like these guys that fly under the radar. I like everybody yeah. like uh, uh, Sebastian Aho. He's another guy. Or Aho. I don't even pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, Aho. He's another yeah. guy. Aho. Uh, him, Rantanen. I'm trying to think of some other guys. Uh, and this Matthew Sebastian Aho that you're talking about is the Carolina one. There is another Sebastian Aho in the Islander system. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't lie to me. That is amazing that there's two guys. No, I'm not lying to you. Well, I know you wouldn't lie. That's an interesting fact. Um, uh, so I, I like to go for these guys. Now, what, what kind of collector are you, Russ? Are you a set collector? Or are you a, a player hawk? Are you a jersey hawk? Are you a, what, what, what kind of collector are you? I, I'm, I'm, I'm a player collector. I will do the same thing you do, focus on players and get them. I, especially in hockey cards, I'm not really a big set collector. But I'm not a big set collector in general anyhow. I mean, I have some completed sets, don't get me wrong. But for the most part, that's not my thing. I don't know why. But, like, you know, one, just as an example, like, and I probably gave up after 2000. But pre-2000, you know, I may have, like, close to every Tom Seaver card ever made, right? But then it just got crazy because they just kept making them and making them and making them. and, And you can't keep up. And so, like, that, you know, so I'll do that, and I, I'm, I'm that kind of guy. And so, yeah, when I find somebody that I like, I definitely will collect, and, and that's, the, uh, that's the fun of it. And a lot of times I do like the under-the-radar guys too because it's easy to collect Austin Matthews. Or, you know, I, I don't think I look like a genius when I said that I thought he was going to be great in the generational player, although some people did question that. You know, Jack Eichel is right. easy to collect. You know, but, like, you know, Roslovic isn't as easy to collect, and, and guys – Certain other guys that you can come up with aren't necessarily the guys that will always, you know, like everybody knows William Nylander, you know, and that's that's an easy one. But Connor Brown, hey, Connor Brown, you know, another right. guy who scored 20 goals last year for the Leafs. 20 goals, yeah. He, he, he was an excellent player in Erie, and he played there with McDavid and everybody else, but he just didn't get that love. You know, Alex DeBrinkit is a guy for me this year that, you know, I'm a big fan of and just happy that – a good organization drafted him. He should never have dropped to the second round. He's way better than that. And, he, you know, for all the 50-goal seasons he had in juniors, you know, he went right to the NHL, and, you know, and he's starting to score here. So, you know, those kinds of guys, those are the kinds of guys I sort of look at. And if you, and if you look at it from the upward arc of collecting, then, yeah, if you're, if you're just buying packs or you're just buying singles on, on eBay – then these are the guys that are better for you to get than the Matthews because, you know, those guys you're paying high price right out of the gate. Right. And I, I think there's a sense of personal pride and an investment in these guys because I'll find yeah. myself, and I mentioned this on the last show, I find myself when I'm involved in fantasy hockey drafts, and the later rounds, I'm now drafting these guys that I have, uh, you know, these investments in. And I'm almost like it, it almost becomes like a personal thing. Like I, I've actually yeah. owned a piece of this guy, and and it adds to my 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 hockey experience, my overall you know enjoyment of the NHL sure. season. I mean, and, and then yeah, to and say I, I was right, which you know, come on, bragging rights. Yeah, is, we all like that. Right I that. mean, we all like that. Yeah. You know. No, but there's so, no doubt. I mean, I mean, that's that's a big part of it. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people really don't discuss the um, the um, the emotional investment uh, as well, well as the here's financial. Why. I'll tell you why. Because a lot of people, you know, when they're 30, 40, or 50, and they're still collecting, you know, maybe it's not as cool, and you don't really want to talk about it because you're married, you might have kids. Now, the ones who have kids can say, hey, look, I collected with my kid, even though they still like collecting themselves. Right. And, and so there's there's a little bit of a stigma attached in that regard. So. Sometimes, you know, you'll talk to somebody about it and they'll just glass over like, oh, yeah, I did that when I was like 12. And it's like, oh, dude, whatever, you know, to each his own. Uh, but but I, I'm not afraid to admit it. No, nah, that's why I'm doing this show. I love talking about hockey cards and hockey. I love everything about the sport. And you're one of those guys that loves all the sports. I don't know so much about the NBA. I have, I've seen you talk yeah, about the I've NFL. Yeah, I've off a lot from the NBA. I have. And you have a great uh, website, Sportsology. I mean, you break it down in so many Thanks. different ways. 
all the sports. I, I mean, I go on there and I, I look at it. And I'm like, wow. I mean, you really, you you know, you got a lot of oars in the water when it comes to sports. I do. And uh, I mean, but that's a credit to you because I, I frankly, at this age, I can barely keep up with one sport. But I, I'm a sports junkie. So, I am. Yeah. I mean, that, and and I, and I don't think there should be any shame in your game. And I don't game even gamble. Like I'm not. I'm not doing it because of gambling or fantasy. Yeah, do I have fantasy leagues? Sure, I have too many, too many hockey fantasy leagues. I don't do football. Uh, I'll do like one baseball, but yeah, I I just watch to watch, and 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 that's the thing. So I enjoy it. That's probably why I like enjoy what like covering it. And then you know we got off we got off track, but yeah, writing the hockey card backs is cool. It's something that um, I always wanted to do. We started a friend of mine when he was with Pacific gave us the job of, of actually doing wrestling cards first. He said, look, really? You know, yeah, yeah. Um, TNA, when they first came out, signed a, signed a card deal with Pacific. And so we got to write, like, the first year's TNA cards, myself and Doug Cataldo, who also is the guy who started up Sportsology with me. And so we got to, to do that. So we, we worked on certain people's cards, you know, and, and that was cool, Ric Flair and and just – all the guys that were involved at that time, even if it was for a short time, TNA had a lot of guys going through there. So, so that was that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, Brett the Hitman Hart, I believe. Uh, wow. Did I write his car back? Uh, but there were a few. There were a few that I kept. And now, what year? What year we, is we were talking about? Oh, uh, hold on. Let me look up because you know Tracy Brooks was one of them, and I'm still friendly with her. Uh, hold on. Let me look it up. I. I because I, I definitely because will get the I, year wrong. Well, because I'm wondering, well, it's it's definitely TNA, I think it's like, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm I wish I was doing a wrestling show, too. I may have to start that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done but, wrestling uh, shows. I, I have a like for... That's what I'm saying. You really, I mean, I mean, you got oars in the water. You're immersed fully in 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 sports and and entertainment, which is yeah. great, man. I mean, I totally applaud that. I think it's right. interesting. Uh, so, T- TNA. You I'm think to just what, come? Like, how much info? Like, when you would write something, would you write it from memory? Would you? Uh, you know, uh, peruse the internet. Peru- uh, no, I would peruse the internet. Some would be from memory, but you know, a lot of times you'll get uh, a character limit on how many you could do. Oh, okay. And so, you know, as an example, uh, I've been doing like the last three, four years, Leaf Metal Hockey, and so I think I was getting a 150 or 200 character limit. And okay. so like then you you realize okay you've got to sort of get the information the key information in there the stats are going to be there so you don't have to worry about that you don't want it to be all bio you want to sort of try and encapsulate some excitement for this player now a lot of the players that I wrote about were prospects that weren't out yet and you know but some were legends too and so the legends are easy right everything they did is done so you could just choose right. what you want from that. The other guys, you have to sort of, you know, like figure out what you think their sweet spot's going to be and, and sort of cover that. Well, you're kind of a and good so person like that. Do. Because because me, I'm just so heavy-handed. I like, I like You know, either I love a guy or I hate a guy. There's no middle ground. I found talking to you, you could always find something nice or something positive to say about a player, even though you might not like him. You know, overall, yeah. You know, it, which is a good disposition to have. For me, it would be it would be a total mess. I'd be like, what do I got to say about <laughs> this? This guy's a bum. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'd be the wrong person for that job. But it looks also, like you two toes, and I'm getting Total Impact Wrestling. Looks like 2004. Yeah, 2004. Total Nonstop Wrestling, 2004. So. So 2005 was the set, if people are looking for the cards, and they were cool. And they have some great autograph cards. They do. Well, uh, Ric Flair, what did you just put? Woo! Or 
Well, no, you, you got to write a little more than that. You know, yeah, I know. So, <laughs> but, but Doug, Doug was a huge Ric Flair guy, so Doug did Ric Flair. I'm trying to think who I did. Let's see. i got to pull out this, see if I can get the uh, – See if I can get some of the cards up because they're good to do. But over the years, you know, I've written a lot of interesting cards. Like there's a um, a guy named David Levin who plays for the Sudbury Wolves. He's going to be in this year's draft. He's the first hockey player to be born in uh, Israel. And oh wow! He actually went from Israel to Canada because they just you know they had like one rink there and it just wasn't enough for him to develop. So he went to Canada, developed, and could be a you know first to third round pick, depending on the kind of year he has. Has so that's that's a cool one. There's there's been other guys over the years like you can name them. You know Lawson Krause. So many so many great guys. Jeremy Waugh. Like just I, I can picture the guy in the card, and you know a lot of times I'll go out and on the secondary market and collect that card after the fact because I know right. that I wrote the card back, that, and so. Right. And, and sometimes I'll get it with the guy's autograph or or piece of memorabilia because that that's a, for me that's that's a nice memory because yeah I know I worked on that card and so I, I always think hey that's cool and there is definitely a connection when you do that and so yeah that's something that I've I've definitely now, kept tell, going. Do you tell the player like listen I wrote the back of this card. No. Nah. Look, look what I said about. It. Why not? Nope. I would. Nah, I never do. I, I'd be like, see, see, I'm a braggart. You're very, uh, you know, you're, you're very modest. I do brag about I, certain things, but for some reason about that, like, I just don't. I mean, there are some guys that might care, but but I think for the most part, um, I think a lot of guys would just say, yeah, that's cool. But, look, here's the one thing they all have in common. Either them or, or somebody in their family always collects every one of their cards. That's true. And I've had those conversations with players a lot. Really? Yeah, I always yeah. suspected that true to be true. But yeah, yeah, I, you know that there is one person got to have every card. But I mean, listen, as a sports player, you yeah. never know how, when you're going to be. You know, the career is going to be right. over. You don't know when it's going to end. So either either the player does it, or his brother does it, or the mother does it, and and it's always like it's just it is one of those things that. Um, happens all the time and so th- those conversations definitely come up oh yeah gail kim was one of the uh the big cards for the women trish stratus no it's wwf sorry <clears throat> but gail kim was in it uh let's see who else I'm trying to find some cards here i'm pretty sure kurt angle was still wrestling uh yeah i think he wasn't T- tna wasn't it Hulk yeah. Hogan in TNA the same time Ric Flair was? Hulk Hogan was in seeing... TNA. Um, I'm not sure they had Hogan to sign to a deal, though, because um, I think it was one of those situations where he was already signed under, under contract with, with Tops. So I don't think they were able to get Hulk Hogan. Now, wasn't there some discussion, bringing it back to hockey, that uh... – yeah. The first, the first round pick this year was not signed to Upper Deck. Uh, uh, Patrick, was it? Uh, Nico Heischer. Nico Heischer was not. Sure. Yeah, so the Devil guys. Every right, every year I go to the um, the NHLPA rookie showcase, and if people listen to my podcast off the post throughout the year, I'll play a lot of the interviews that I do with the guys. You can look on my social media accounts and see pictures and that I've taken of those of some of those interviews and and I use them all year. And so those guys are getting all their footage shot for them, video, audio, you know, autographs, pictures, whatever they can get. And they're collecting it all up and that's what'll end up in their cards. Now Nolan Patrick and Nico Heeshear weren't there. So that's that's probably a first. Usually either the first overall guy or the second one's always there. And so those guys did everything at the draft anyhow, right? They have a uh, a gauntlet, it's called, underneath. And with SiriusXM, I do a prospect show that's on the weekends, and it's also on TSN. We're part of that gauntlet. So, like, when players literally step off the stage, the next place they go is our radio show. And, wow. and so we interview a guy literally right after they're drafted. Then after that, then they go and they do a little bit of interviews on Radio Row, and then they eventually go to Upper Deck. And so – 
so they definitely have everything they need of those guys. So it's not the end of the world, but that day they're a little bit limited as to how many autographs maybe they can get the guy to sign and and such. So it is one of those things that it's a little bit of, you know, of a bummer that they weren't at this event, but it happens. Right. And I, I was wondering, because, you know, you were, we were talking about the carryover guys from OPG. Now, last year we had Austin Matthews was in the OPG set. The, a lot of the yeah. first-round picks were in the set. Why, or do you know why they weren't included in this year's OPG set, uh, Heeshear and Patrick? I, I My guess, my guess is they didn't have enough photography quick enough for them. That's my really? guess. I don't know the exact reason, but I'm assuming I'm wondering if this is like a, a, I'm wondering if this is a new uh, marketing strategy. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I mean, they seem to have so. come out with OPG way too early. I don't know why I remember this product coming out. It a is out bit earlier later. this year, and that's definitely a part of the issue for sure. Um, it could be a tactic by Upper Deck to say, hey, let's hold Heeshear for, for Series 1 hockey. Yeah, that's a possibility. I can't say no for sure because you might be right about that. Yeah, I think that they, they, their releases, uh, they're kind of mixing it up a little bit. And I'm, I'm a little a little suspect of that, but it could be just because they don't have enough footage of these guys, like you said, which is, is definitely something interesting. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, now I remember one of the one of my favorite cards I did for the TNA set that we'll get back to hockey was Rowdy Roddy Piper, and, and, and it was oh, an autograph yeah. card. So I've, I've held on to that. I was a big Hot Rod fan. So. Uh, he was fantastic. What a, he, was in, he was in TNA for a short time. He he was one of the great personalities of all time, no doubt about it. Um, yeah. So out of out of the perspective, first round picks, and, and then I'll let you go uh, because uh, I know you got a game to cover. You're covering the Flyers tonight. Who are they playing? Actually, yeah, we got to go quick. I, I I do have a game tonight with the Flyers, but I'm also getting called uh, by TSN in Edmonton. You are, so, all right? Well, you are. I, I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it quick. Uh, give me some of your uh, young gun uh, picks for this year. Maybe uh, I know it's a weak draft. People are saying it's a weak draft. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? But no, uh, give no. us just a couple um, names. Rasmus Dahlin, Brady Kachuk, Andre Svechnikov, all will be top three picks, top four. Quinn Hughes. We'll stop there. We'll leave it at that. Those are some really right. good names for this year's draft, and, and they'll be – they're all going to be stars, all of them. Okay. But this is not well, a weak Russ, draft. This is, this is a draft that will have a lot of other – after you get past, like, the first three, then there will be a little drop-off. Then it will be pretty good through the middle of the first round. Then there will be a little drop-off. But there will be two, three rounds worth of guys easy of anybody who could play from second line on down. All right. And uh wanted to just let – one last thing. I This is on a personal note. I have a couple Ivan Provorov uh, um, mm-hmm. jersey cards. Buy or sell? No, um, buy. Keep buying because he's not – sometimes Russians take a little while to, to catch fire in the hobby, and defensemen then same thing. So he's going to have to put up some points to do that. He's starting to get more offensive responsibilities. So hold on to him. His cards are undervalued right now. Okay, Russ. Thank you so much for your time and helping me out doing this uh, this Fakakta show. All right, Eddie. Take care. All right. Take care, my friend. See ya. The great Russ Cohen, ladies and gentlemen. You can't do much better than that. I think we should all give him a standing ovation. Even if you're sitting down, give him a standing ovation. I'll give him the old air horn. I'll tell you that much. That's right. When I give you the air horn, you have succeeded where others have failed. Wow, a lot of information. We bounced back from hockey and uh, and uh, hockey and wrestling and a little bit of baseball in there. Russ Cohen from Sportsology. He's got plenty of books out there. The 100 things Ranger fans should do before they die. Before they die, I certainly want to impart that I'm actually in that book. Being quoted, that's how. That's when you know you've re- reached the big time when you, you 
get inside a Russ Cohen book. Uh, Jeff Diamond, his uh, uh, AHO, uh, talking about the AHO, the guy who is on the Islanders. Right now, he is playing in Sweden. He's not too bad. 10 goals, 20 assists last year. So uh, he's, uh, he's playing in the Swedish Elite League, I think, or so, whatever the SHL is. What the hell is that? Uh, and he mentioned, did mention the Islands. The Islands, for, I think the Islands got some you know, good young players. I like that Anders Lee. It was a couple years. You can get his card from a couple years ago. And I like uh, that Josh Hoshang. Hoshang, can you see? By the dawn's early light. Don't tell anybody I said anything positive about the Islanders, though I will be hung from the highest tree with my Ranger friends. My Ranger friends and fans. I call them friends. What can I tell you? Uh, We got a lot. Listen, guys, I've been working overtime and getting guests. I want this to be the most. Now, if I could just get to technical difficulties and not have this uh, ridiculous show set to the Midway Islands and get it on Eastern Standard Time. That's when uh, we'll uh, we'll really have succeeded where others have failed. Um, But uh, uh, next week, I am going, because I really want to get this EPAC thing down. These electronic packs that Upper Deck is offering. There's also third-party things. I don't understand the whole thing. And again, I am here, like you, to kind of gain knowledge. And I, again, I'm not here to... to, uh, to pontificate and tell you I'm a know-it-all because I don't know it all. I need to learn. Uh, that's my quest for learning. And I like to learn about things I like. I mean, if you want to talk about fondant and cooking, I'm certainly not your guy. That's the way I look at it. Uh, so um, let you guys know that I am going next week, I'm going to have Brent. Now, Brent's last name escapes me. But this guy knows everything about electronic cards, the new digital card collecting. Now, his site isn't about that. His site is packrip.com. You can go to packrip.com, check it out. I, I also want to thank, thank the people at Sports Cards Forum because they have been absolutely fantastic, uh, especially Scott over there. They have helped me out tremendously in, in uh, getting this show across to their users and helping me out tremendously. So big ups go to uh, Sports Card Forum, the Collector's Corner, and um, we're going to have Brent from Pack Rip on. And after that, we're going to have a couple hockey people from Sports Card Forum come over here and talk about, hopefully, the Series 1 release on the 28th. That'll be on Saturday the 28th. Brent from Pack Rip. Uh, Packrip.com on the 21st. You just heard Russ Cohen. You know, I'm keeping it going. This is a top-level show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm working 24-7 to make sure that this show is great for both you and me, as you can see. So uh, we got a lot upcoming. Uh, I I know uh, uh, Chris Cropanese has got all kinds of wacky breaks he wants us to get involved. We got a Facebook page. I'm going to have my first contest. Oh, yeah, I want to announce this. The first contest is going to be coming up, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to set up the cam uh, on next week's show, and we're going to open up a blaster of OPG. That's right. You know, you will be able to get to see me live as well as participate in the contest. What we're going to do is each person, you've got to go to the Facebook page or join me in the chat room live that day which is going to be the 21st at 2 o'clock. We'll probably run the show till 3.30 because uh, we're going to have Brent on from packrip.com. And everybody gets to pick a team. And you will get every hit from that team. Now, I'm not going to send out base cards of the Maple Leafs to Jeff. Sorry, Jeff, you're not getting base. But if there is a rookie or there's some kind of special card in that blaster, you will get that card. So claim your teams now. Uh, well, claim your teams either in the Facebook page first, which you go to Facebook, look up the Facebook groups, 
Go to Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards. Put your team name in there. You're in. You go right now and put it in, you're in. But they get first dibs. Second dibs, you join the, the chat room, and that team isn't taken, you get it. If you're in the chat room and, and, and the first one to punch in their name, boom, the team name gets that card. So we're going to open up a blaster of OPG or OPG, OPC, or any way you want to say it. And we're going to do that live on next week's broadcast. Uh, how many players will be pulled? Well, it depends on the packs. How many on the OPG packs? Let me check. What's in a, how many packs in an OPG blaster? Let's check it out. Okay, let's see. Um, I think there's 14, maybe. Let's see. Eight cards per pack. Eight cards per pack. Uh, Bababooey. I think, yes, I think there's 14 packs and eight cards a pack. So that's how it's going to work. So we're going to open up every pack live on the air. And then I will send out uh, the cards if you get any hits. If you don't get any hits, you don't get any cards. And all the other teams that aren't uh, assigned will go to me. Since I went to uh, my target and got the cards. So go to the Facebook page. Join the group if you haven't. Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards. Pulling it live. We're doing it live. We're going to have Brent from PackRip.com. Well, I have to tell you, I want to thank everybody that found this show today because, frankly, it was, it was, uh, it, it was ridiculous trying to get this thing going. But uh, I'm glad you found us. A um, couple weeks. Upper Deck Series 1 will be out. That's the exciting time. That's the time when people will be, uh, uh, you know, in a fever pitch as far as the hockey card world goes. And who knows, down the line, we will open a blaster of Upper Deck Series 1. We'll see how it will, but you, uh, it will turn out. But next week, the big OPG blaster. Uh and then we got some experts coming on from Sports Card Forum to talk hockey cards. And I, th- I think we learned a lot today. I, I really did. I didn't know. Oh, I see this one already. And let's see who's in. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Jeff. And Jeremy has now taken the avalanche. And Jeff has taken Chicago. I really, that's a surprise. I thought he'd be going for his lease. But maybe he figures the Leafs had their cards last year. I'm interesting to find out. What will the uh, what will be the, what was the thinking behind that? All right. Well, that concludes today's broadcast. I want to thank everybody. I want to thank you guys for joining me live. Uh, again, I apologize for the technical difficulties, but that's sometimes how it works in audio broadcasting. I mean, that's just sometimes how it rocks, you know. So uh, thanks for joining me. You all take care. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, I'll see you uh, next Saturday, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Good night. Thank you.